they trade Lamar. Listen, uh, Lamar Jackson, whose team loses last night in a close game, he wasn't there, didn't travel with them. Without Lamar Jackson, we would not talk about the Baltimore Ravens winning Correct. anything. That's what the Baltimore Ravens have to remember. But as it pertains to Lamar Jackson, listen, you're trying to negotiate a contract extension, and you don't even show up to cheer on your teammates. There's no excuse that he could not have been at that game rooting on his teammates. He seems to be a bit detached. But like Jose, like you just said, it's the playoffs, man. You three, yeah, game, you three yeah. games away. Put a brace on it. Get it going. And look, put a brace on it. Let's go. When we look at Lamar Jackson, these are your teammates. These are the guys you go on the field for and fight for, etc. There seems to be a flagrant detachment there. I think it's on purpose. And I think the, 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 the evidence is there. The clues are there. And I think they might, they might need to move on from him or he may need to move on from them. What's up, fam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing I enjoy more. Oh, man. It is nothing. You know how Stephen A. feels about the Cowboys? That's how I feel. Like, it's nothing I enjoy more than his misery. <laughs> we recording? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Adjusting the Wheel podcast. What up, world? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> we back again. Fresh off of uh, Wild Card Weekend. Mom, we still got one game to go. I mean, uh, Buccaneers and uh, Dallas. Um, Will, who you got in this game tonight? Oh, you know, I can't go against Tommy Goat. Not in these type of Can't games. go against the Goat? No, not okay. in. Okay. Let me ask you a question. If if Dallas lose, mm-hmm. does McCarthy lose his job? As a realist or? Give me both sides of the spectrum. The politics? They will want him to because I think they really want Dan, Dan Quinn up Quinn. in there. Right. But I don't see Jerry doing it yet. Didn't Jerry come out and say he's he good? Yeah, he Jerry said? said he good. That's what I'm saying. But like But Jerry, Jerry But I think Jerry up, gonna though. get swayed. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Once yeah, the yeah. fan base if they when they lose tonight, the depending fan base on, get I, to go I feel like it's how they depend, lose. Yeah. Yeah, depending on how they lose. I don't know. I don't know because regardless it's a loss and you ain't he supposed had, to lose he, this game. He don't have man. any uh, playoff wins with Dallas, right? They've no. been to the playoffs, what, three times? Yeah. No wins? Yep. First round out. They ain't, you know what I mean? They ain't <clears> won. <throat> now, on the flip side, if the Bucks lose, does Todd Bowles lose his job? It's more probable than not. Because Todd Bowles might lose his job because Brady's up out of there anyway. Think so? Even though they said they want Brady back? And despite all the injuries that they... Brady, they I they sustain this year. Yeah, I see Brady going to. I, I see Brady in Vegas. He hooking up with Josh. Josh. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Devontae over there. You know, he know the scheme, know the coach. I can see him in Vegas next year. Okay. Well, um, speaking of coaches, there's a couple things we didn't get to uh, touch on last week um, pertaining to Black Monday. Uh, we see <laughs> my boy Cliff took that uh that one way flight to uh Thailand. Of course. <laughs> what, what you mean? Don't call my phone for no jobs. I'm ready to get 10 mil a year for a yeah. while. And I'm one, ready of the, eat on them. one of the things that people got to understand is that <clears throat> if 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 you're fired or let go and you still have money on the table that you're supposed to receive, if you're in the N- if you're in the NFL, it's best that you not take another job cuz you won't be able to receive or recoup that money that they still owe you. Right. It's like a it's like a it's like millions of unemployment. 
Right, and if you take on another job, job yeah, the un- unemployment stops. Exactly. So no, he said, I'm going, I'm going to go to Thailand, and I'm going to lay back. Now, the only thing that I, we were discussing this earlier um, uh, with Matt Rule, mm. right? Um, he was let go by Carolina, still had what? Six six years left it's, on his on his contract. It's just but, like the Kingsburg. <clears throat> but the thing is, if he goes to college, then he still may be able to get that money because it's not it's not the NFL. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Cause if you get a um, college job, I don't know if you still get your money from the NFL or if it's the same. <clears throat> so I really wouldn't be able to answer that one. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to do a little bit more research on that one. Yeah. But um. Let's dive into um, the other coach that got fired okay. before he even got off the plane, Lovey Smith. We didn't get to touch on Lovey last week. And a lot was said about his exit from uh, from Houston uh, last week. With the pardon gift he gave him? Oh, yeah. That, that was beautiful. <laughs> I love it. That was beautiful. I love it. That he was gave, a pardon he, gift. He gave him the proverbial middle finger. Because he knew. Yeah. He knew what was going yeah, on. He knew. Um, one of the things that... <laughs> One of the things that kind of bothered me, and I and I feel like, and we'll we'll definitely touch on some some of these other former players or coaches or whatever. But I feel like a lot of these guys are becoming yes men. And I think about what uh, what Tony Dungy said, right, um, in regards to um, Lovey Smith being fired. Right. He said, "What are the Texans doing?" What kind of operation is this where you don't have any convictions about su- supporting the coaches you hire? Who is going to want to coach there if you might only get one year or or you only get to implement um you might only get one year to implement your plans? Two years in a row is ridiculous. I completely agree with him, right? Why is he acting surprised <clears throat> though? Like why is he acting shocked? Well, here's the part that was discouraging to me coming from him. He said it's not about race. And clearly you can see, I mean, for one, David Cully, when he got hired, he was a Ravens assistant. I think he was a quarterback coach. Hold on. Before you get into that, give the names that he gave as the examples. Oh, yeah. He said um, it's about planning and and support versus dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Chuck Noll was 1-13 his first year. Uh. Bill Walsh was mm-hmm. two and fourteen his first year. Tom Landry was old eleven and one. Then he said, "I started one and eight in Tampa. Good organizations don't change course every year." And I made a note and I said that, okay, Coach Dungy, you you named or you listed, you gave us four four people, including yourself. Right. If we exclude you. Three of those people were all white. Now, another thing I said is that he said good organizations don't make these changes so fast. Is Houston a A good good organization? organization? Absolutely not. Arizona, when they hired Steve Wilkes, a black coach, one year. And done. One and done. Are they a good organization? No. Um, Miami, you gave Brian Flores three years. But the thing about Brian was that he brought a winning culture to Miami, despite the fact that he didn't have all the pieces that some of these other coaches get to play with. And he got and he got fired because he bucked the system. They wanted him to do something that was against his moral compass, and they got him up out of there. 
so what do you think? What do you think about all of this stuff with with what's going on? Um, what's going on in Houston? Because two two of y'all guys, right? New England guys, mm-hmm. yeah, Easter Bay and Easter Bay, Easter Bay and, and um, Casario. Nick Casario, yeah, they were part of New England's um organization, right? So, yep. what do you think about what Casario is doing, or what he's not doing? Because it's it's funny, it's interesting. He said. <clears throat> Going into the interview process, right? Yeah. He said, when we get in these interviews, the only way to handle things is to be honest and open and respect their position and solicit their feedback and get their opinion and get their comfort level with what we're doing. This is an opportunity for whoever we speak with. Say there is a good chance we've never worked together, haven't necessarily had a working relationship or a history with them. So there's going to be open dialogue. There's going there's going to have to be open communication. So what was that process like with Cully and Lovey Smith? Because Lovey was on Cully's staff. staff. Yeah. And you chose to keep Lovey when you let Cully go because you didn't get your guy. Right. But then when we talk about the Rooney rule, because mm-hmm. you black. brought up something when we talked earlier this week about how they keep rotating yeah, the, the same the same coaches. The same four the same or five black four black coaches, four or five black coaches right. get the same afternoon my octoroon. interviews for all the organizations, familiar faces. Yeah. It's all the same. So there was a report today that Sean Payton said he would be interested in the Houston job. And I'm like, okay. Sean. Let's let's uh let's dissect this for a minute. <clears throat> Houston has been a dumpster fire since they let D Hop go, right? You let D Hop go. Um, you know what? I don't even want to get into all yeah, of that just yeah, yet. Not I yet. don't want to get not into yet, all of that yet, just yet. Not yet. But again, how 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 does this how does this look moving forward? Or how what what do we do moving forward? When it comes to the Rooney Rule, uh, black coaches not getting the jobs, because um, you look at some of the players or some of the coaches that are up for coaching positions mm-hmm. or interview that have been interviewed or or teams that would like to interview these particular coaches like a D'Amico Ryan's, right? Like a Eric Bieniemy, right? Um, like a uh, what's my guy in L.A. Raheem Morris, Raheem Morris. Um, Let's see what happens with Todd Bowles, right. right? So what, because it seems like even though this rule is in place, it ain't going anywhere. No, it it was just put in place so that black coaches couldn't say they didn't get interviewed. Most of the time, in my opinion, I believe organizations, well, the, 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 the ownership brass, kind of already have an idea which way they're going when it comes to the hiring process. Mm-hmm. Like, they already know the top three candidates. You know, they just hot, They just interviewed a black coach just to check the Rooney rule off. Right. They're not really going into it with an open ear and an open mind to possibly hire them. Right. It's just to say that we gave them the opportunity. That's why the same coaches get recycled. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. So that's all that is. That's terrible. Um, it it makes me wonder when you think about the ranks and and coaches who who might be moving up those ranks and say you get to a, a like when you look at D'Amico Ryan's, mm-hmm. 
I like him. A part of me feels like he will get a job, but then like there's a a a, a percentage that makes me feel sketchy, like, right? Yeah, it's like, sketchy, right? Like you cutting your eye at it, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if if is if he's retained that retained as um, San Francisco's D coordinator. D coordinator. I won't be surprised. But the sad thing is, I mean, I, I understand your thought process, but something's telling me that I think this is his year. I think he really, I think of all the black <clears throat> coaches that are getting interviewed, I think he has the best chance. He has the best chance? You yeah. Think, and, 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 and what about uh, Eric Bieniemy? I think I think him being under Andy Reid is hurting him. And Andy's still calling the plays. Yeah, like, I think yeah. that's what it is. Because, I mean, you can call the plays, but we know who's coming up with them. Right. You know what I mean? We know who's scheming these players open, and we know who's drawing up everything. We know that's Andy. Right. So I think that's really what's hurting him. Right. Uh, Dallas just scored. Dallas just scored. Dalton Schultz. Yeah, they pumped right for right now. It's early. So let's get into what, you know, this is leading. Basically, this is leading to my my next thought or the next topic of discussion. When we look at these franchises and how they ran. Okay. So you know how we usually do our top five segment, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to reverse it this week. Okay. We're going to do five worst. We're going to do the five worst franchises. Okay. So from five to one. From five to one. Five to one. All right, give go, me, you can go first. No, I want you to go first. Well, give me give me your five. Give me your fifth, and then I'll give you my fifth. My fifth is Dallas. Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Speaking of the Cowboys. Yeah, that's <laughs> my fifth. Why? Jerry Jones still haven't denounced racism. <laughs> that's number one. And then no, on a more serious note, but that's serious too. All jokes to the side, he still haven't. Right. I haven't been saying it the past couple of weeks, but that still hasn't happened. Um, they haven't won a championship since 1996. Okay, I was so, five. So your um, I guess your <clears throat> your tra- trajectory for or your timeline for your five worst is based on just the overall. Yeah, overall. Landscape. Okay, yeah, okay, it's not okay. like the last five years, okay. last ten years. Okay. It's overall because mine, I put mine in. Mine is within in a year a, range within a, a certain timeline. What like timeline five, is that? Like a four to five year. Four to five year. And even even up till now, like, you know, right now, but based off of, you know, the past four or five years. Oh, man, the past yeah. four or five years, it would have been crazy. I'd have had to put my team in there. Really? Yeah. Okay. The way we looked the last three years. But five worse, though? I'm, that would have been winning or losing. Okay. You get what I'm saying? All right. But you, all right you said your, your fifth is Dallas. Yeah, you Dallas. Because, you know, they haven't. One since because my my whole thing with Dallas is how are you America's team and you don't win? <laughs> like I don't understand. Like they haven't won a championship since ninety six. I was five. Okay. They haven't won a away playoff game since ninety two. I was one. Thirty years. Thirty years. Thirty years. Thirty years. Okay. I'm only thirty one, so I've never seen them win. But right. they've been. America's team all this time. I you thought we were the winners. It, you don't think it speaks to just them having a, 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 a huge fan base throughout the country? That's possible, but everybody else doesn't have a 30-year window where they can't win. Teams are, teams get forgotten about that the two, three years of not winning. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You could have won a championship in 2019. Right. They're not speaking on you anymore. 
So yeah, and and you know, my last point on Dallas is I just and I, I just didn't like the way he handled that nailing situation. The Colin Kaepernick situation, the protests. I just wasn't a fan of that, so I put them at five. Um, my fourth team, I put the Detroit Lions. All right. And I put Detroit because they they've been the organ they've been a team in the league for ninety three seasons. Their okay. record is five seventy nine and seven oh two. They have a total of seven playoff wins in ninety three seasons. Their last playoff win was nineteen ninety one. Like, that fan base deserves better than that. Right. Your last playoff was 1991. We're in 2023. Okay. And I just feel like all the losing took a toll on Barry and Megatron. Oh, absolutely. I feel like they retired early because of where they were. Absolutely. So that's why I put them at four. Okay. Um, My third team, I got Tampa. Mm, interesting. In 47 seasons... Their record is 299 and 442. They were the first team ever to go winless in a 14-game season. They started it. So from what I'm gathering from year five, you're looking at the history of the team, Mm -hmm. right? And not necessarily what what you've done for me lately. No, I'm I'm into wins and losses and the totality of everything. You understand what I'm saying? All right, so... I'll 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 give some I'll give some feedback once you get through your five. Okay. Um I mean, think about it. Before Tom Brady got there, they were known as the Tampa Bay Suckineers. Yeah, but they won the Super Bowl. Like they were com- you gotta think they won the Super Bowl in two thousand two. They've been competitive um doing like, you know, during that two thousand era where they had Sat, Derek Brooks, mm-hmm. John Lynch, mm-hmm. Nickerson, when they had um you know, I mean, of course, every organ, yeah, of course, every organization we could pick out a few years where they were competitive yeah, and but things they got like that. A, but they got a ring, they got, and then they got the second one with Brady. So that's what I'm saying. Like you got them as your fourth. No, that's I got I, them as my third. As your third. Mm-hmm. Um, who's your? Oh, Detroit was your Detroit fourth. was my fourth. Okay, okay. Though I'm going from teams that haven't won. Right. They've won, so I agree with you there. Okay. They've won, but overall, so okay, that that first ring was when with. With that With last Tampa? one, that last one was 02? two. Yeah, right, right. Two thousand one, mm-hmm. I think it was the old one season. Two thousand two. Yeah, so it was the old one season, right? Because the Super Bowl was in 02. 01, yeah, oh one, oh one, oh two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even still, it's twenty years. Okay. You see what I'm saying? No, I hear. I hear like, that just that that just doesn't. So, but my last two, I changed up though. Okay. My last two, it wasn't just it wasn't about the totality. I got number two. That's crazy because you got the jersey on. The Washington Commanders. And and that's more so, yeah, the Redskins at the time, yeah. No, it's the Commanders and, too. And that's more so just based that off. That name suck. Yeah. The Commanders. The Commanders is horrible. That's like a, um. you remember on Mad when they used to have like the, the, the generic teams? Yeah, yeah, you could create. Yeah, yeah that's them. The Commanders, like a generic team. It's in the game. But um, that's more so on how it's run. Okay. How they run that. Right. You know, all of the scandals that's going on now. Um, and I really didn't like the way they pulled that Sean Taylor stunt. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's why I put them at two. <clears throat> okay. And, and my last team is Houston. Mm-hmm. And Houston is number one. We all know why. 
everything it, they got going yeah, on. It's it's that's Bob, Bob McNair, Cal McNair, all of that. The <clears throat> inmates run the asylum. How they how they dealt Deshaun. Deshaun. How they dealt with D High. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Um, the hiring of black coaches and firing firing them in a year. Mm-hmm. I think that's just like I feel like Lovey got the job just to save face for how they handle Cully. Cully. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it it just yeah, it's just it's just race relations with Houston for me. Okay. That's my five. All right. So, let me give you a little pushback before I get into my five. Okay. So, when I think about when I think about Tampa, mm-hmm. um you had them at 3. At 3. Right? Mm-hmm. And basically how like when I think of teams that haven't won, even you know when it comes to teams who who haven't even won a playoff game, like you, like you mentioned, um, Detroit. Detroit. You had Detroit at four. Mm-hmm. So, based on your logic, okay, and how you lined it up, mm-hmm. I thought you would have had like a Arizona in there, or um, what's another team? Um, because Arizona hasn't won anything, and Arizona's been around for a long time as well. And and the sad thing is, you're right, but Arizona's so far off the map. It never even crossed my mind to look into them because when we came up with the topic, mm-hmm. I just went with, you know how right, my right, mind worked. Right. It was the first five came to my mind, like right, right. You know what I mean, right? Like if I would have really went in debt with all thirty-two teams, mm-hmm. I could have had a totally different five, right? But I just went off. Okay, I I know this team, the and optics, I, and I always have a problem with Dallas being. I just don't. I just don't understand. Okay, that's all. All right, let me uh, let me dive into my five. Okay, at five I got the Cleveland Browns. <clears throat> um, for one, again, we can we can look at the totality of how long these organizations have been around, or when you look at Cleveland when they became an expansion team again. But over the course of the last four or five years, mm-hmm. just looking at it from my perspective, for one, the negative impact on the league with the Deshaun contract, it shows how desperate of an organization you are. When you already had a quarterback, regardless if you felt like he wasn't your franchise quarterback, but how you handled that situation with picking up his fifth year option. And then I'm going to get into that as well later, Mm -hmm. but how you picked up his fifth year option and you sat here and you told him like, no, we're going to make this work. Don't worry about us trying to uh, go after another quarterback, which they end up doing behind his back. And then when it, but it wasn't necessarily behind his back because they told him, they told no, him. they he told him they weren't. No, going he didn't to. know about the first courting. That they, caught him off guard. He didn't know about the first time. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay, okay. right. Initially, yeah, initially. Like okay. when they picked up his fifth year option, because remember he was hurt. Right. Everybody felt like he didn't play well. Right. But you know, they the way they went about that situation, and then when it came to a point where Deshaun took them off his list. And then out of, you know, an act of desperation, they they double back and say, you know what, we just gonna give you a fully guaranteed contract. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you go on, but let me just ask you a question. Yep. As a GM, as a coach, if you got the chance to get Deshaun Watson and your quarterback is Baker Mayfield, are you trying? Of course you're gonna try. Okay. You're gonna try. Okay. And they did try. That's what I'm saying. They tried. Yeah. But then they took measures that kind of went over and beyond. It's it's almost like when you desperate times call for desperate measures, man. For sure, 
For sure. Everybody but now, in my but now it's just like stronger. I gotta, you know, but I now, gotta compete. But now it becomes one of those things where it's just like, like if, like if there's a code, among, like it's, you know what it makes me feel like. What? It's like when, when, when you and your boys, like you know, when we was in school, you and your boys, y'all got a code, like never go talk to the to the girl that you, that one of your homies used to talk to, okay. right? And it kind of feel like that when it comes to the owners. And how they look at this entire situation. When it comes to the contract? When it comes to the contract. Oh, oh, Cleveland broke the code? Cleveland broke the code. <laughs> they they broke the bro code. And that's why you have all of these, all of these situations now. All right. Let uh, me um on paper, um, Cleveland has one of the best rosters in the league, but only one playoff appearance. Mm-hmm. When you look at all the number one draft picks or first, yeah, first picks in the draft that they didn't had mm-hmm. over the course of Let's just say the last ten, 10 years. Yeah. Even back the the early two thousands with Tim Couch and yeah. Courtney Brown and how they didn't pan out. Yeah. But now you got Miles Garrett. You pick Baker at one, mm-hmm. even though you had a plethora of other quarterbacks that could have went before him. Right? right. Then we go back to the Hugh Jackson um, situation okay. when he was coaching, yeah. and he was what like two and almost mm-hmm. thirty and two and a million, two <laughs> two and a half years. <laughs> and then for him to have to, regardless if he was telling the truth or not, for him to come out and accuse them of trying to pay him the tank. Um, but we had a lot of that going on yeah, around the league. And we hear, and you hear a lot of it with the black coaches. Yeah. You don't hear it with the... Because they don't <clears throat> feel like we have a moral code. Yeah. That's what I feel. I feel oh, like, for sure. Yeah, they, they, I feel they, like they, they don't feel money. like... Yeah, 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 I feel like they don't... Right. And I said that, remember the conversation we had a few pause back, I said... That's how they look at. That's how they look at us. Just give them money. They be quiet. Money will make them do whatever we want them to. Hugh Jackson said that he was lied to by owner Jimmy Haslam regarding the state of the franchise and the team's impending rebuild that took place following his firing. Also, he said he he received a, after that second year because they went zero sixteen with. I think that was the Miles Garrett year because Miles was taken with the, the first pick. Yeah, and then the following year they went seven and, seven nine, and nine with Baker, I, I believe. Yeah, because Baker had came in right. and won those and, games. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he said after that year he received a one year extension halfway through the 2017 season, but the team didn't make it public, so it was easier for them to just let him go that following year. Right, because the back the back door that they didn't know about it, they right. didn't know about that back door deal. So for me. Um, I think anytime when an organization is being accused of offering money to lose, especially when it's a black coach, because let's be honest, they think, like you said, they could put a certain amount of money in front of most black people and that we're going to take it regardless of our morals, our integrity, our principles as a player or a coach. Right. Yeah. All right. Number four, I got the New York Jets. Anytime you hire a coach who was fired. From one of your division rivals, yeah. and you pick him up. To me, that's a disaster. Like that's that's trouble. That's trouble. Adam Gase, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Like yeah. Adam Gase. And then I look at who they had prior to Adam Gase. They had Todd Bowles. Todd. His first year in 15, Todd went 10 and 6, and then after that, 5 and 11, 5 and 11, 4 and 12, and then fired. You look at Adam Gase's last year, right? Were they were they wrong for firing Bowles? Bowles? No. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. They they let him play just, now. just to be you know, just to be balanced, you know. Most coaches receive five year deals, right? Right. So 
they didn't let him play out his fifth. I All mean, right. you had three straight losing <clears throat> seasons. Right. Then yeah. you go and get, but yeah, then you go and get Adam Gase. And then I'll never forget when Greg Williams called that cover zero blitz on fourth down against the Raiders. Yeah. Got him fired. Um, one of the reason why I have them at fourth, <clears throat> of course, you can look at the history of the Jets. They haven't won anything meaningful since Super Bowl one. Yeah. Um, but when I look at them compared to the Giants, polar opposites, right? Mm-hmm. Then the owner, the owner Woody Johnson. He him having social media that bothers me because he he to me he gets caught praising individual players even after losses. So I think that is what creates division between coaches and players, and then them being combative and insubordinate. You look at Jamal Williams. Okay, I mean not Jamal Williams, Jamal Adams, Adams. Jamal, Jamal Adams, Adams. wanting a contract extension after year two, right? Because. You look at even now, he, you know, was praising Sauce, praising um, Garrett Wilson, even after losses. So it's just you, you're singling them out and it comes off as they're more important than the team. And again, this is the owner. So when you when you give that commendation to 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 a player, it creates a division with the coach, in my opinion. And that's why you see a lot of them speaking out and it seems like they're above the team. So that's one of my biggest reasons why I have them at four. Okay. Then I go to uh, three, Vegas. Vegas Raiders. Ownership. From when? From from Vegas or from Oakland? Oakland to Vegas. All right. For one, them moving from Oakland to Vegas, you know, again, all of that, that went, some of that I understand, especially with how the Oakland Coliseum was set up. Right. But then the first thing you do is you go hire John Gruden, who hasn't coached in what over a decade, you give him a 10 year deal, a hundred million dollar contract to begin with. Um, and that also plays into, um, that also plays into, um, the owner Davis, not wanting to fire Josh McDaniels right. because he's still paying. John. Gruden. Yeah. You see, and John he, ain't saying nothing about no, my job. No. <laughs> then when Mike Mayock was the GM, and his poor draft selections, based off of character alone. When you look at Alex Leatherwood, 17 pick in 2021, uh, waved after, waved during the preseason. The last four first round draft picks are no longer on the team. But Mike Mayock was a mock drafter, and y'all gave him that job to do That's it in real saying. life. Like Henry Ruggs, yeah, Damon Arnett, Leatherwood, and Jonathan Abram, no longer on the team. And then Let's not forget about Antonio Brown, who was on the team for, what, two preseason games? Yep. Um, number two, Houston Texans. Um, again, ownership, we spoke on it, Bob McNair, and the racism that most likely extended to his kin, his son, who runs the organization now. Right. How they dealt with the Deshaun Watson civil case where, of course, if you really— if you if if you really dive into that entire situation, you know they had something to do with it. Yeah, that's why they're getting sued <clears> as well. Bill O'Brien and the control he had as a GM, it's like they tried to duplicate the New England process, but didn't have the the they didn't have the the expertise yeah. that Bob Kraft has. That was the plan. <clears throat> that's why they went and got Easterby and Nick Casario. They want that's what they wanted to do. And then Number one, I got Washington Commanders, of okay, course. Okay, so my two is your one and right. my one is your two. So right. what I'm going to do is to to um, to um help expound on 
Washington. Washington. I'm gonna mm-hmm. call. I'm gonna call my homeboy. Okay. Who? Um, he's a Redskins fan. He's a he's a Redskins well, excuse, fan. Excuse yeah, me, Commanders, Commanders fan. Commanders fan. So we gonna we gonna get him to um we gonna get him to expound on uh, what's going on in Washington. JJ, what's up, my boy? Alani, what's happening? What's up, Polo? <laughs> Call me my government name. <laughs> good, man. Hey, look, man, we here on the podcast. I'm here. I'm I'm um here with Will, and we doing the uh. What's going on, man? We doing the uh five worst uh franchises in the NFL right now. So, of course, number one, I have uh Washington. He had Washington at two. So, if you could, man, just expound a little bit on what you're seeing down there in D.C. You know, you in the trenches. You down there in Landover. You're at the stadium. You're hearing everything that's going on with Dan Snyder. Um, and then, of course, you know, me being a big Sean Taylor fan, how they how they dealt or how they treated that entire situation with the memorial. And then even after, um, even after his death, how they handled that. So, give us a little bit of your perspective of um, well, for one, let me ask you this. Do you think they're the worst franchise in football? Yeah, man, I would have to agree with that, unfortunately. As much as I love this team, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta side with you on that. All right. So what? Go ahead, go ahead. Are we talking about a team who hasn't made the playoffs since, hasn't won a playoff game since 2006, a team that, you know what I'm saying, hasn't had double-digit wins since 2012? When RG3 was there, I mean, um, and even we're still feeling the effects of that, you know, horrible RG3 trade because we didn't have picks in 2013 or 2014. Right. I mean, we've had like 30 plus different starting quarterbacks in the past 10 years. I think that probably is an NFL record. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been horrible, man. Like you're dealing with the owner who's, you know, a lot of people use the word narcissist loosely, but I mean, this guy is literally a narcissist. I mean, he lacks accountability. He created a toxic working environment you know from the beginning when he bought the team in 1992 i mean all of his high-ranking executives that he hired were weren't really qualified Mm. um even recently like he's had accusations of you know spying on cheerleaders i mean falsifying financial documents financial statements trying to hire you know and private investigators to find dirt on other nfl owners i mean it's just been one thing after the other man like even just recently, like with the the team name, like he completely tore, like dropped the ball on that. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a a, a team that has been had to be called the WFT, the Washington Football Team. I mean, right. Hey, tell just, it. Hey, it's just embarrassing, man. Like, hey, tell the like, truth. I, I can go on and on, man. Like, it's, tell it's, it's just it's one thing after the other, bro. Hey, tell the truth. Do you like the name Commanders? Honestly, bro, it's it's growing on me, man. <laughs> wow. Like I actually, I think it fits the theme of the city. You know. This is the nation's capital, so like commanders kind of has like that that general vibe to it. So okay, I, it's kind of going on me a little bit. I respect it. Now we spoke. Um, I, I know when we spoke last, um, we talked about the Brian Robinson situation when he got shot, and how you felt like you um, that Snyder was trying to manipulate that situation in regards to um, the attorney general and and them being um, them being looked at. Uh, speak on that. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So here's the thing. So the attorney general, you know, he was laying low for a while. He was trying to collect all the evidence and he finally compiled as much evidence as he needed to, to finally, you know, launch the investigation against, you know, Dan Snyder. And he's the D.C. attorney general. So when the investigation first dropped, 
Dan Snyder was trying to deflect and say, you know, he's focusing too much on our team. He needs to, you know, focus on the the, the city violence that's going around D.C., which is true. I mean, D.C. has one of the highest, you know, murder rates, I guess you could say, top 10 in the country. So without, you know, notwithstanding, I mean, that, that is a big issue. But the only thing is Carl Rayson, which is uh, the, the D.C. attorney general, he his jurisdiction doesn't even cover street violence. You know, that's that's the, um, the U.S. attorney general's office. So it's just like it just continues to like to gymnastics Snyder being just completely oblivious to anything that's going on i mean we'll talk later about the sean taylor memorial but that was another thing in itself but yeah like he he basically tried to make it seem as if you know carl racing wasn't within his jurisdiction to to prosecute you know jan snyder but he was you know what i'm saying because that was that was that's within his jurisdiction um so yeah that's that's just another example of, like I said, the theme of him being sleazy narcissist, bro. Like it's, right. it's sleazy. That's a that's a good word. Now speak to that 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 cesspool of a stadium down there in Landover. <laughs> oh my God! So I've been to probably what seven different NFL stadiums, and I would definitely say the stadium that we have is probably the worst. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I if agree. You, if you remember, just last year, I think it was just last year, um, Jalen Hurts almost got killed, like walking out. After oh yeah, when they uh, fell out the stands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like this is horrible, bro. I mean, I, I feel like you know this is it's going to come to a point where he's already losing a whole bunch of fans. I have clients who have told me that they're no longer going to be Commanders fans until you know he sells a team. Mm-hmm. If you go to the stadium, you'll notice that we have, I think we have the second lowest um, attendance rating for all NFL teams. I think after the only team that did worse, I think was the Jaguars maybe, but I mean, we it's just, it's just a mess. It's just a complete mess. Um, the food is horrible. The seats are horrible. <laughs> the lighting is horrible. I mean, parking is horrible. I could go on and on. Like, it's, right. just, it's, it's successful. Like you said, man. <laughs> and last but not least, let's talk about, uh, Sean Taylor, especially with the memorial statue they were supposedly supposed to put together, and it ended up being a mannequin with uh, what Nike jersey, Reebok pants, uh, Adidas cleats. Um, yeah. I was, I was, I was real, I was real disappointed in that, dude. So yeah, exactly like you said, it was it was a Nike jersey, it was Reebok pants and Adidas shoes, and everybody knows that. We didn't start getting sponsored by Nike until I think 2012. I think RG3's rookie year was like our first year officially wearing, you know, Nike jersey. Because if you look at 2010, I think who was our quarterback McNabb. I mean, he had Adidas jerseys also. Yeah, like it, it's it's just the lack of attention to detail is is just. And Sean Taylor didn't even wear gloves. He wore tape. He wore tape yeah, on his yeah, fingers. Tape, they, I mean, exactly. He didn't wear. Everybody know that was his signature look. It was the tape. You know, so. Right. It's just a lack of attention to detail. Even even the year before that, and um, they they tried to do like a tribute to him, and I was actually at that game, mm-hmm. and it was thrown together at the last minute as a way of deflecting, you know, because this is when the smoke started to you know start to fester about you know the the um, upper management allegations. So he tried to just throw in a a last second you know Sean Taylor tribute, and I was at the game. Dude. That was like, the Kansas was a, City game, right? Yeah, and they had. Like four hundred towels, <laughs> like they didn't have enough towels to go to all the, pl- to wow. all the fans. Man. Oh yeah, that shows it was it was, it was just thrown together. Yeah, yeah. wow, wow. Yeah. One of one of your one of your most 
one of your most prized players, like a fan favorite. Like oh, if, yeah, if we know sure. that Sean Taylor didn't pass, he probably would have been, if not the best, one of the best safeties of all time. And, you know, to honor him, honor him, I have on his jersey today. So, you know, just to let you know, you know, I got I got Sean. You know I'm a Ravens fan, like till I die. But and 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 I've always hated the Redskins, but I've always rolled with Sean, Sean Taylor. Taylor. Like, yeah. you know, the you. So but look, man, we appreciate your insight. Um Thanks for your time, man. Yeah, we we we'll we'll uh we'll catch up soon. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on. And uh, keep doing your thing with this podcast, man. It's, it's a great thing you need. Appreciate you. Appreciate I'll that. talk to you. All right. Take it easy. All right. Thanks. Wow. That's pretty self-explanatory there. Yeah. That's why they my one, man. That's why they won. Can't I mean, it's, it's a, all. when I, I remember when I used to deliver to uh, Redskin Park out in Ashburn, Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it's basically their facility where they train, practice, and everything. And even that place, man, it just, it's a mess. Like, when you look at the castle in Owens Mills to, like, man. And this was 10 years ago. Right. So. No upgrades. Just, 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 um, just nasty, man. So, they missed another kick. Sheesh. That's going to come back to hurt them. Yep. That's going to come back to hurt them. All right, man. Let's, let's dive into these games. <clears throat> um, So, uh, you want to start with the the first one? The, uh, the Seahawks 49ers game? Yeah. Start, start, uh, start, start with that one first. Um, it actually turned like out Brock. to be a very entertaining game. I like Brock. And even though a lot of people had the 49ers, I mean, the game ended up being, what, 41, 43, 24, something, yeah, something like that. it got out of hand. Um, but it was a very competitive game for, for three quarters. Okay. And um, even though, you know, the 49ers looked apart, they, they looked like, the team that we know them to be, um, with all of the, the, I mean, it's like it's like having a full house, of cards. Yeah. But the thing that still bothered me was seeing Debo in the backfield in the fourth quarter when you up twenty one. That's their that's their game plan. That's their scheme. And that's what they do. Like I told you, he's such a threat with the ball in his hands, man. You like, but why? But why is he in the game in the fourth quarter when you up? What was it twenty one with like eight eight to go and you got Elijah Mitchell? Like why you like that's how Debo got hurt the last time? Maybe because he hasn't played in a while and you're trying to get him back in game mode. Uh, he played the last game of the season, right? If not the last two games of the season, I think it was the last one. Okay, so maybe he's just trying to get his wind up. But I mean, I understand because once you get up like that, you should take him out. Yeah, but that's the Shanahan's. They do that. <laughs> it's certain things that shouldn't surprise you, you know, across the league, like. And that's one of them. Wherever they've been, whether it was his dad or him, yeah, it's been the same way. That's how they do business. A lot of respect to Seattle and Pete Carroll. Um, what they did this year, great season. Uh, all things considered, you yeah. know, after moving on from Russell uh, Wilson, um, Gino has expressed his desires to retire in Seattle. Um, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't. I'm not quite sure if it's they feel stretch. the same way. Yeah, that's a stretch. But you know, you know um, he had a great season, and um, you he, know, he just maxed out. Yeah, you know, Hat, hats off to him. Um, but what I, what I will say is that, regardless if it's Geno, if they can get, if they can keep their quarterback position stable, or even upgrade, and they get that defense together. They're going to be a problem. All right, so let me ask you a question. Who could you see going there? 
as a quarterback? Um, as of right now, no one. I think Geno is the fit unless they make a trade. But in terms of quarterback availability for the ones who we know will be available, they might as well stick with Geno. What if Lamar's available? I mean, you know I spoke about that when, when I said that I could see that being one of the destinations where he would be traded. Right. That's because um, you said, you know, because you said via trade. That's yep, why I asked. Yep, yep, yep. But okay. So, and that is if Lamar becomes available. Right. So, um, then that Saturday night game, uh, Chargers and Jacksonville. Now, you Damn, know. Damn, I'm you, good. <laughs> you, you know, I, I, um. I asked you Saturday night when we was we was talking during that game. I said, "Does does Doug Peterson pull Trevor Lawrence after those four picks?" And you said, "Nope, you gonna let him ride it out. Finish it. You gonna let him ride it out. Finish and it." And that's one of the things I appreciate about a coach like that, sticking with his player, not panicking. Um, as you said, when we watching the game, all they need is one score before halftime, get a stop, and then. Score again, and we Scored got again. In the second half, we got a game. And I feel like my my thing was, I don't put those 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 interceptions. I don't put them on him. I blame them on Doug Peterson. Why? Because you have a young team. This is their first ever NFL playoff experience. Okay. Especially your quarterback. Let the game come to him. Warm him up to the game. Run the ball. He came out. <clears throat> He didn't let the he didn't let the nerves settle. He didn't let the game slow down. You have a young team. The lights is bright. This is the playoffs. Right. He should have ran the ball more. The 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 Chargers were sitting in the zone. Right. Every you know what I mean? And like you know, run that you know, ball. You know, what's, come up. you know what's so funny about that is that I feel like the same thing happened to Justin Herbert in the second half. Exactly. <clears throat> Where the moment became to even Brandon Staley. Is he basically, I mean, this is what, second year, so to me, still a rookie coach because this is his first playoff appearance. Right. Um, but you up 27 nothing, and you lose the game 31 30, 30. It was 30, no, was it 31? Yeah, 31 30. So you only scored three points in the second half. And then you, you brought up, because um, you created the poll, does Brandon Staley survive this debacle? Right. And when you think about what transpired in week 18, playing plan Mike, Mike Williams when you didn't have to, and now you lose your top target in the playoffs because I feel, you know what, it's it's funny. Sometimes I feel like these dudes overqualify for these positions. Like they too smart for these positions. Like they go into these, they 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 become coaches and it's just like, they I'm the smartest in the room. I'm the smartest in the room, but yeah. then they're overthinking, you know, decisions. Yeah. And um, when I look at when I look at him, we still haven't heard anything yet. So you know, um, they're talking over it now. Yeah. They 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 calling Sean. But 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 how? Like, what do you feel about? Because he's he's been one of those guys heavy on the analytics, and he goes for it on fourth down a lot. And I feel like a lot of those decisions have cost him games. I said that analytics is going to get a lot of coaches fired. When I feel like as a coach, you got to go off the the feel of the game. 
You understand what I'm saying? What's right. going on right now? Not numbers, not odds. Like, you got to go on what you're feeling in this moment. Right. Football is about here and now. All of the analytics, what happened two, three games ago, is not going to help me right now. <clears throat> yeah, it's, um, I feel bad for Justin Herbert. I feel bad for, you know, for Derwin James. Um, but I felt as though before, before, before that game, I told you I was taking Jacksonville. Right. I, I felt like they were a better team. I just feel like, had LA been able to beat them and play Kansas City, I feel like they would have gave Kansas City a run for their money. Jacksonville will. I hope so. Jacksonville will. They're going to so. give them a run for their money. That offense going against Kansas City defense. I like yeah. their chances. Okay, I like their chances. Um, Buffalo and Miami. Um, it was I don't a know. lot better game than I thought. That game was what almost five hours long. <laughs> no running game. Right? No running game. Nobody no running was game. running. Yeah, everybody no was throwing game. the ball. Buffalo tried their hardest to give that game to Miami. I told they you it could be had. They tried their hardest. They I, could be I had. just another thing too that bothers me about Miami is when they get into that cover zero blitz as well. Like, why are you doing a cover zero on third and fifteen? For the life of me, I don't understand certain like play calls when you think about you know different scenarios like. I'm not sending an all-out blitz third and fifteen on third and fifteen with a zone. guy who has a cannon and he who could just loft it up there and, and throw it up to Gabe or throw it up to um, throw it up to Diggs, which he did. And and then, and then the <clears> thing <throat> about that is, if you're in a cover zero, if he breaks contain, that's it. There's nobody there for him, right? Because everybody's in man. If you don't have a spy on him, right? Absolutely. And I mean, who you gonna spy him with? A corner. He's bigger than the corner, so it's possible that he'll break that tackle, and now you're in trouble. Right. So, um, let's talk about the management of the game at the end of that game. Clock management with um, with Miami. They had a, a a fourth and one. Yeah. And Mike McDaniel said they had the downs confused. They thought it was he a was first told down. that it was a first down. He was told it was a first. Yeah. Down. Okay. He was told from upstairs on okay. his side that it was a first down. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the Giants and, and and the Vikings. We were talking during that game as well. Vikings defense made the Giants look real good. Man, that killed my ticket. <laughs> God, they killed my ticket. I made took them Minnesota. Look, it made them look real good. Made them look real good. Man, what what is it? Vanilla Vic. Vanilla Vic. Yeah, <laughs> he went crazy. But but it's like. He's grown before our eyes, though. He's and, becoming and I, and an I NFL like the, quarterback. I like the fact that the Giants stayed stayed the course with him. They 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 were patient with him. And then you also have to take in consideration that he had what three different head coaches. coaches. Did they pick up his fifth year? Or they is this his did fifth year? not. Exactly. This is, yeah, they this did, but year, right? but they want to bring him back. Okay. No, this is his fourth year. This is fourth. So they, they want to bring him year. back. Okay. Right. Okay. They they talked about like Day Bolden already said they want to bring him and Saquon back, and then. Despite how uh, bad Minnesota's defense was, you still got to execute. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they did, like, he, over 300 yards passing and over 70-something yards rushing. Like, man, man. he played a great game. He played a great game. They they really trying to make uh, uh, Thibodeau the, uh, the villain. Yeah. Did you see him uh, hitting the gritty on the, yeah. like, the cameras weren't supposed to catch that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they watching him. They watching him. <laughs> But you know, once you you know, once you come out bolsters like that, the, the eyes gonna be on you. Right. So right. It comes with it. <clears throat> um 
And then finally, uh, Ravens Bengals game. Um, we're gonna go live in a second. Um, but before we before we uh, delve into the game, let's let's talk about the events that led up to the game, or you know everything that transpired throughout the week. So Roquan got it, got his extension. Uh, that was a on slap Tuesday, in the face. Wednesday. Um, congratulations to Roquan um, be- becoming the highest paid middle linebacker at twenty million. Um, so you said it was a slap in the face, slap in the face to Lamar. Yeah, absolutely. I've been here five years. I've shown y'all everything I could show y'all. I've gave y'all every ounce that I could give y'all. Y'all had this man for a half a season, <clears throat> and y'all make him the highest paid at his position, but don't want to make me mines at mine. So before I before I get into that, because you know I always like to play every side of the table. Um, like I explained, like I explained before, the Ravens. If they were to focus on Lamar at the end of the year, they had to get this done. Um, you can't, you can only use a franchise tag on one player. So, had the end of se- had the end of the season come, and then everybody go their way, and you weren't able to strike a deal with Roquan, then that leaves you at a disadvantage of being able to uh, retain him, re- resign at least him or Lamar. And if you can't get the deal done with the other then use the franchise tag on them. Lamar has been adamant about not getting a deal done during the season. So I can understand why, you know, the Ravens took this opportunity to go ahead and get the deal done with Roquan. Does it look like a slap in the face? To an extent, yes. But we also have to understand how the Ravens do business. And this is before I get to everything else that has been going on with Lamar. I'm staying centered on the Roquan situation. Okay. So, so again, the Ravens getting the Roquan deal done, especially considering that they gave up a second round draft pick for him, was very necessary. So now they could um, utilize and, and and spend all of their energy on focusing on Lamar now that the season's over. Um, so then on Thursday, Lamar sends out a tweet about his injury. That took all the power <clears throat> away from the organization. And of course, like I, I expressed... I seriously doubt Harbaugh, anybody on the staff or anybody in the organization as far as upstairs concerned, knew that tweet was being tweeted. Not at all. So um, then, of course, on... He controlled the narrative with that tweet. Then on uh, on Friday, um, I guess during during um, uh, media visits with the uh, with the team... Um, Sammy Watkins said something interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to get into it because, you know, we've already discussed it. Everybody's already seen it. And then Sammy has said that, um, where is it? Um, he actually talked to Lamar about it. They, they sat down, they had a discussion about it and they kind of laughed it off. Um, but again, when we think about this injury with Lamar is is um and I'm trying to I'm trying to like I'm trying to like keep it together because if only certain fans because there's a lot of fans out there that oh Lamar quit on the team. Uh Lamar is only thinking about himself. All right, let's break this down. Right? Let's let's really let's really break this down. Going back to the Baker Mayfield injury with Cleveland last year. Baker tore his, tore his labor in his non-throwing shoulder. 
right? Okay. So the year prior, Baker took the team to the playoffs. They almost beat Kansas City in the divisional, right? Mm-hmm. Following year, week one or week two, he tears he he tears um his labrum in his non throwing shoulder. Plays through the injury. For the team. For the team. For the organization. For the organization. Mm-hmm. For his brothers. I'm here. For the fans. I'm here. For the city. I'm giving y'all all I got. This is football. I'm here. Right? I'm y'all man. Right? I'm going down with the ship. Supposedly. I'm injured. I'm still playing. I'm giving y'all everything I got. But then let's look at how they did him at the end of the year. You picked up his fifth year option because you have nobody else, right? Right. But then you go and court Deshaun Watson and it's just like, again, that's a slap in the face, right? Um, we look at what RG3 said pertaining to the Lamar. And before I even get to the RC, now I'm getting mad. Before I get <laughs> to the RG3 injury, let's talk about what Mike I Vick said. Let's let's talk about what Mike Vick said. And Put the a thing, brace on it. And the thing, and the thing that bothers me about former players when they come out and say stuff, it's like, when did y'all become yes men? Do y'all have agendas and narratives that y'all have to stick to now that y'all on TV? Put a brace on it. What RG3 say? I did that. And he did. He put a brace on it. What what did RG3 say? And it cost him his career. What did RG3 say, y'all? RG3 said, this is why you don't just put a brace on it with a picture of his knee looking like, or his leg looking like it's been snapped in half at the knee. Right. At the ACL, at the MCL, at the PCL, at the U... All them L's in there. All, all them L's in them knees. All the alphabets. Played with no ACL and LCL for my brothers. For my team. Changed the trajectory of my career. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I didn't have the luxury of that. Lamar does. He is doing the right thing. Even, even the player, now that the season's over, and now it, it, it seems like we could kind of um, speak on what's going on or what has transpired um, during the season, right? Okay. I'm going to read you something, right? It says that now Baltimore will have to decide whether to reach a long-term deal with Jackson, put the franchise tag on him, or look to trade him. Um, A lot of his teammates are coming to his defense. And even say, like Ravens, Y'all need to take care of this. Get mm-hmm. it done. Right. Ronnie Stanley said, in my mind, I know he's going to be here. He's a competitor. He wants to win. This is his team, and this is his offense. The money is not the most important thing with Lamar. He really wants to win, contrary to pop- popular belief. So who who doesn't think Lamar wants to win, though? Who doesn't think that? Well, uh, apparently, local media who feels like, oh, it's all about the— See, I'm 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 trying to team like I said, driven trying agendas. To... Team driven agendas is what that is. <clears throat> this is this is my thing with Ravens fans. Y'all gotta stop believing everything that comes comes over these radio waves. This is why me and Will are here. This is why we're here. We're here to counter all of that bull crap y'all hearing. This is why we're here. So you hear it from, from a different perspective, not a perspective where owners are controlling the narrative to make the player look bad. Oh, y'all got my boy hot today. 
Like seriously, y'all in y'all in this boy comments talking about you quit on the team. Why you ain't travel with the team? Do you know that when you're injured, you're not on the 53 man roster? Which means, and even Tory Smith came out and said on 98 Rock, Ravens policy is that when you're injured, you don't travel with the team. And it, and it came out that the boy had an illness. He still quit on his team. That man was in the castle rehabbing his knee, even though it was swole. Marlon Humphrey said, this man cannot play. He injured. But y'all saying he quit on his team. So, hold on for a second. My fault. I mean, no, he is <laughs> hot. Look, I had a lumbar strain at work, right? I love it. <clears throat> I had a lumbar strain at work. Pulled my back, right? Uh-huh. So I go to I go to the doctors and this is the this is the this is the doctor that is affiliated with the company. After about a week, I go in. He don't even look at me, don't even check me out. Just look at my paperwork and say, all right, I'm sending you back to work. I'm like, huh? Dog, my back still hurt. You haven't even checked me out. Pause. Like, come on, man. And you ready? Oh, you know what? All right, I'm going to give you another two weeks then since you don't want to go back. It's not. No, it's not like that. I want to make sure I'm straight so that I don't re-injure myself. How can you tell me how I feel? When you haven't even checked me out, doctor. And I and I spoke to this before, Will, about some, sometimes I feel like there's a level of incompetence with the Ravens medical practitioners. But, you know, that's just my feeling. That's just my belief. But at the same time, I really can't, at the end of the day, because, you know, when I think about it, I can't blame this on Harbaugh. Harbaugh is being told what to do. He's being told what to say and what not to say. So is those medical doctors. They work for the team. That's right. why a lot of players go out and get second and third opinions. Right, that right. Are not you think about the, the Kawhi team. situation. Exactly. When he went through that whole thing with San Antonio, he went to his doctors in New York and they said, uh-uh. Exactly. But the team doctors, team doctors were saying, no, you good. And that's the same thing that could be going on in Baltimore. Possibly. All right. But my thing is, let's just say it's not. Let's just say every everybody in that organization see him walking around on one winning drive with a limp. And, the, and his teammates are saying he can't play. Right. If he could play, he would play. So Mike Vick, shut up, yo. <laughs> Talking about put a brace on it. I played with a sprain. You not him. And you had your money already. That's why I said Lamar shouldn't have played. But if he didn't play, see, and, and I go back to this, this being a fifth-year option, like, he he was going to get uh, uh, fined for not being there. If this was just a franchise tag and um, and he didn't sign it. But those are team fines. They could waive those fines. Right. So what I'm saying is if he would have not started the year as y'all quarterback, right. everybody that's saying he gave up on the team would have been telling but, the but team. Steve, but Steve Bashotti is so stubborn. Like and, 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 I, and I take it back to this because you asked me, like we, we talked about this a lot. You said that um, you said that, well, why didn't the Ravens get the contract done after year three, right? Mm -hmm. The way the Ravens do business, mm -hmm. and this is just off of history. And we live right now. You're getting comments. All right, cool. This mm -hmm. is this is just off of history. Ravens don't start negotiating contracts until a player is in their fourth year. Okay. You look at Ronnie Stanley, middle of the fourth year. Marlon Humphrey, middle of the fourth year. Mark Andrews, last year. End of the fourth year. Mm -hmm. 
they tried to negotiate with Lamar at the end of last year, but then you got to think about, again, this goes back to the Preston comments. Okay. Oh, Lamar's not rehabbing. He, need, he needs to get in the building. Now this narrative is being created as if Lamar doesn't want to work back and get back on the field. Right. Lamar's, from what we've seen, he's the ultimate competitor. He's the ultimate team player. And all of those things got used against him this year. Because he went and played on that fifth-year option, got hurt. The boy can't play, but instead of instead of y'all coming out and saying, instead of y'all coming out and saying, Lamar's unable to play, uh-huh. you said nothing. The silence was deafening. Because they were doing, that was public relations. They wanted the, remember they wanted last the media week, to do everything that they're doing. Remember last week we spoke on gamesmanship, right? Right. But is gamesmanship more important than the integrity of your player? Where you have everybody looking at him like, oh, he's quitting on us. It's all about the money. Yeah, because we want him at our number. They're playing the game that they want to play. That's why I said him. And that's that why tweet, you may end up losing him. Because you're playing this he game. Tweet, he changed the narrative. He controlled it with that. You're playing this game where you think because you're the king and queen on this chessboard mm-hmm. and these pawns. Mm-hmm. You could you could you could jump over them and snap nah. Because what, what like what did we talk about? You talked remember, you mentioned how uh uh Vince Woolfolk spoke about, you know, what's going on in New England, how the players are talking back. No, it's not so much as them talking back, it's them developing a voice. Yeah, they're using their voice. It's them that and and I know some of them, they have a little bit more bravado than others, mm-hmm. right? But when you think about Lamar, Lamar came into this league. And don't get me started about how y'all traded back into the draft. I mean, traded back into the first round for him. You gave up two seconds. You gave up a a, a fourth. And what else? I feel like it was another draft pick. But to me, that's still a lot. But you traded back in the draft to get him, right? right? Then, then when you think about... Um, what, if they, what if the organization feels like being as though they did all of that for him? Because no one else wanted him to play quarterback, he but owes, that's a, and that's he what owes them. That's something. that's what I res- man get out of here with that. That's this is what I respect about Lamar. Lamar came into this league and said, "I'm not changing. I'm not changing my position." Now he's negotiating his contract. I'm not changing my position. I'm not changing my disposition. I, I'm not going to do it. So look, if you're not going to pay me, let me go. You can look. No love loss. But we're not going to keep doing this where you try and make me look like the bad guy. It's just funny because everything you're saying, I told you this from the jump. I hate the... I'm not going to lie and say I hate it. I love being able to say I told you so. Because <clears throat> the the it, the writing was on the wall for this. I understand you saying the Ravens do business this way, that way. Business gets done different for that position in the NFL. Well, you're dealing with the reason why, and I understood where you was coming from because of who you're a fan of and how Bill dealt with his players, even when he tried to let Tom Brady go to keep Jimmy G, right? Right. And what Tom do? He go up, he went upstairs to Kraft and cried about it. Yep. And, and then they kept him, and then he left, and look <clears throat> where he left him at. Right. So... Now, we're, like I told you before, we're dealing with a generational talent that the Ravens have never had the luxury 
Paris Webb said you can't play these games with franchise quarterback. No, you can't. You can't. And this ain't Dak Prescott. Dak was taken in the fourth. You look, you traded and back Dak into got the, it. But look, Dak got his money off of injury. Right. Once they saw what they looked like without him. So that's why I said Lamar should have let y'all see what y'all look like early in the year. And the <clears> fan base, all the fans that saying he quit on them, they would have been saying, oh, if y'all give Lamar his money, we wouldn't look like this. Pay the man, pay the man, pay the man. It's a lot of weight. For, it's, 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 that's how that goes. That's how that goes. If you're with if you're with them, you're with them. If you're not, you're not. That's how that goes. Right. Oh man. So, um, you want to talk about the game? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. You, right? you got it all. You feel a Look, little better. Man, this this gonna be a on because I'm one of the things about me is like I'm a realist. I tell I tell people all the time I'm a football fan first. Okay. I'm a football fan first. That's and why then, we could do this part. And and the fact that my team that I root for is whoa, what was that, Tom? It was great. He picked. He did the right <clears> thing. One of the things that bothers me about this this situation is that I never thought that it would be the organization that I root for. Why? That because of how they've handled business. In years past. But again, when you look at Lamar. Yeah, he needs some. Generational talent that you've you never had. You've never had anything like this before on this side of the ball. On right. offense. Right, right. On offense. Right. You've never had an MVP. You've had defensive player of the years. You've had an offensive player of the year. But you've never had, had an MVP. A unanimous MVP. You know, you never saw this coming. That was the game changer. You never saw this coming. That unanimous MVP changed the game. You never saw this coming. But my thing is this, because I I feel like the the Ravens have always been one of those franchises that have been loyal to their players, and it's like why like why the switch up all of because, a sudden? Because they're loyal to the players at their cost. The number is too much. So let's let's the talk let's let's, let's talk about the cost because we we spoke on. When when those numbers were released, um, Lamar's contract, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people was like, dang, they, they lowballed him. And this is after the Kyler Murray contract. This was after the Russell Wilson contract and, of course, the Deshaun Watson contract. But the numbers that they put out, I think, were numbers they were negotiating prior to the Deshaun trade. And okay. once, the, once the Deshaun trade happened, Lamar was like, whoa. Because remember, his contract said contract says six for two ninety one, but only one hundred and thirty three guaranteed. guaranteed. Now, if we a hundred mil short, baby. If we if we pushed Russell's and Collars and Deshaun's contract to the side, he they, he still was almost twenty mil short of what Josh Allen got the year prior. And Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers, and this is supposed to be uh, you up next type of situation. Everybody, right? the next one goes higher. Keep the market going. That's how it goes. So, um, what's what's going on on live? Can we can we add anybody? Anybody want to um? Anybody want to join in on the live? Anybody want to join in? Um, so let's see. Paris Paris Webb has been saying a lot. He said having guys run their mouth and talk crazy about Lamar is unraven like behavior. Tell okay. tell Paris to uh to join in and and oh yeah, him. he said get Justin some blood pressure medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Dirk the Jerk said Raven season is over. Somebody on here talking about Ravens Nation. 
That's why I never liked the Ray, the Ray Lewis Ravens. Oh, man, come on, don't start. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Come on, don't start that. I don't know what that's don't about. Don't start. We we well, not yeah, we not doing that. Let's let's continue on. If someone sends a request, I'll definitely send. All right. Um, but we we talk about the game. Um, pushing pushing the feelings about Lamar to the side. Uh, Ravens played Ravens defense. Like they they showed up. They showed up. Um, it was even, a great game. Like, like even the offense. The offense played well until it came down to some you know some key. Some key calls. Um, I think about that that third and one tight end run to Mark Here Andrews. Persons coming on. I think about the 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 fullback screen on what was that first and second and goal where piv- pivotal moment where they didn't get the touchdown before halftime and had to settle for the um, the field goal. Okay. Um, and then of course you know the. The Huntley fumble, almost two yards out, mm-hmm. and then the clock management at the end of the game. You get the first down with a minute to go. You don't call the timeout. You let that thing run all the way down to thirty seconds. Like, right. Um, Paris on. Yep, he on here. Paris. Hey man, let's get Justin some blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> we get you closer to the mic. Good to see y'all. Good to see you, man. What's going on? So how you feeling? How you feel about yesterday? How you feel about this Lamar situation? Where's your head at with this? Yeah, I was talking to Justin all week, really. I mean, to me, the whole situation with, you know, the stuff coming out in the castle, really the locker room, talking about Lamar and he should, you know, just strap it up and try to play. Uh-huh. Like, like I said in the comments, like, that's unraven-like behavior. Like, we've never seen that type of stuff get outside of the organization before. So... To, to see something like that parallel, <clears throat> and really just kind of speaks to the mindset of the organization, which it is right now, they just really don't care about Lamar. Like they really don't. Like, so is it that they don't care about him, or I don't think it's I don't think it's that they don't care about him. I think their their agenda, their beliefs, what they want to do is more important than him. And right now, him being your franchise quarterback, he has to be at the forefront of what you're trying to establish for this organization. Y'all making it all about y'all. And, and, and again... But this is my thing. Organizations have always made it about them. So why is it a problem now that the players are making it about them? The teams can be selfish all they want. When the players decide to be selfish, they use the media and they use the fan bases <clears throat> against them. And that's what's going on right now. Well, you know, empires of... Right. Or your coaching staff to attack the players. So to me, like what Justin said is true. Like, look, they're looking out for themselves. They got their own agenda. But in trying to pursue that agenda, they're basically negating what's going on with him health wise. So when I say they don't care about him, well, part of that is true. They don't care to the extent, like, well, look, if it come down between you and us, we're going to choose us. All day. What's best for us. So that's that's what it is. So So why is it wrong that he's deciding to do the same? There's nothing wrong with him deciding to do the same. And if anything, he did him a favor by even playing. He could have he could have held out. He could have held out. If he, he would have held said, out showing up until y'all pay me. And man Justin had this conversation from the beginning. If he would have held out from the beginning, he would have his money right now. Yep. He would he would have his money, but then he would also be deemed selfish. He's going to everything. Do that anyway. I mean, yeah. But He's what I'm saying is, is that it, it was just uh exactly. It's it's the same result anyway. Right. So you can't worry about that. 
the, the end of the day, you got to take care of your family. You got to take care of your business. And you that's what I hate. That's what I hate about players like Sammy Watkins coming out and saying what they saying. Players like exactly. Michael Vick coming. Like, come on. At the end of the day, regardless of how much money. We we talked to a co-worker today and he said what? Oh, well, what? How did much, he, how much, did he make 20, 20 million this why year? You, get out of his pockets. <laughs> get out of his pockets. Get out of his pockets. I ain't going to lie. I love this. I'm just sitting back enjoying this. I can tell, Will. You, oh, you really, man. You really just feasted on this. But guess oh, what? Oh, man. Y'all, y'all got some decisions. I, I've been dealing with it. I've been de- listen right, right now. He, this he ain't like, about he like us. I got my six. I'm good. This ain't about us. <laughs> I done, I done had a good 15, 20 years of superior. <laughs> hey Ron, cut this mic off, yo. <laughs> What you had is an extended period of time of Tom Brady cutting y'all team friendly deals. That's what you had. You ain't hey, get that no more. I, I, ain't no question. At least I got the six while he was doing it. You got <laughs> to get right. it while it's going. You know what I mean? That's you got to right. get oh, it. Man. You got to get hey, look, it. Fellas, I got to sign out. Appreciate you, man. Hey. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Paris. Yes, sir. Who else we got? Anybody uh, else want to join? We'll see. If anybody else called in, I'll definitely answer. So, uh, Dirk the Jerk says, so where's Lamar going? I don't know. That's a good question. I see if I had to give you a few teams. Not I Miami, see, though. He Please don't let him go to Miami. He's going to Miami. All right, cool. The Jets, the Jets in on him. I the could Jets see, have made that clear. They they want him. I could see Seattle. That's very Jet-like, though. I could see Seattle because Seattle has the compensation to give you guys what y'all want based off what they got for Russell Wilson. Um... I could see possibly Atlanta. Okay. Um, the Jets, maybe, but I don't know if the Ravens <laughs> would trade within the conference like that. Yeah. Because I, you would like, have to I've deal with him. I've always said NFC teams. Yeah. I mean, uh, Seattle, Detroit. Detroit. Or Carolina. Detroit has a conversation. Carolina. I think in in a situation with Carolina, I think, I think the Ravens would probably ask for picks and a player. Vegas. Dirk the Jerk said, I doubt no, Vegas. No, no. Uh-uh. No, I see no. I see Tom Brady in Vegas. No. I see Brady going to Vegas. No. This no. game isn't, nah, that, that nah. Think, I don't see Think Vegas. NFC teams before before AFC teams. I don't think the Ravens would want him in the conference. Right. Right. So, you know, New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina. Um, somebody, um, I think it was Nick Wright. He, he mentioned a, a, a Lamar for Justin Fields trade because of the, but again, why would Chicago do that when they would have to pay him? It's nothing around him. You have a quarterback on a rookie deal, so you can bring in players at you know free agent free agent prices. And but it's not even just that. Why would the Ravens want to deal with another the, this same situation exactly. again? It's it the same it style of quarterback. That's what I'm saying. People just be saying stuff like think yeah. before you actually like. Come on. No, I don't see that. That's why we hit. Yeah, right, that's the same style of quarterback. I mean, he throws better. He's a better throw of the ball than Lamar right now. But I, I, I like he can run, but I feel like the RPO schemes wouldn't work. And he's the same. And I think he's he's a lot. He's smaller than Lamar as far as his frame. Yeah, like his size. So I mean, he's gonna. I mean, get Lamar beat got up. bigger this year. So yeah, Lamar yeah. put on. Remember, but you Lamar see, put like on he the got weight. he got hurt this year. Yeah. So I mean, the truth of the matter is that style of quarterback is gonna get hurt. Right. That's just the truth of the matter. That's why they don't believe that 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 you can win Super Bowls with that style. And I mean, this is proving it. But I mean, what else? What are y'all gonna do? 
at the end of the day, we're at a place where Washington, huh? The no. commanders? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. Nah. Mm-mm. I need my money on time. I mean, he wouldn't have a choice if they traded him there, but nah, I but don't see he, that. Yeah, nah, I don't see that. Mm. They don't have nothing to give us, right? I don't see that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be Detroit, Carolina. I, I'm, I'm really like, if I, if I had to, if I had to stamp one, like, what's your team? I would mm-hmm. say Seattle. Seattle. Based on yeah. the compensation, I would say yeah. Seattle. Yeah. And you know they like that, you know, they got Geno coming at the Russell, you, the the mobility, you know what I mean? I could see that. And yeah. they have what y'all they could they could give y'all what y'all want for them. Right. So I would say Seattle would be my pick if I had to pick one. Okay. Somebody got on here and say he's not going nowhere. Wishful thinking. Yeah. I mean Wishful thinking. If the Ravens throw three hundred at him, he ain't going nowhere. They ain't got. They ain't got to go that big. Just give me two thirty-two and fifty cent. I, I mean, at this point, because of the disrespect, and I want the fifty cent too. <laughs> I think because of the disrespect, they're gonna have to add a couple million on from the players and all of that. Like all this, you think? You think? Them even letting that Sammy comment get out and my the, like again. The problem that I have is that no one came to his defense. Like when all of this stuff was being said. No one came to his defense. It's almost like they told the players to, to keep quiet too, but then you allow Sammy to say what he said. Nah, I don't I don't think it was I don't think it was like that. I mean, it looks like that. I just think you gotta understand Sammy's an older player. He got his money, he got his ring. Right now he's just trying to build his legacy. But my so he was is, being is selfish with that. He was, and he said he was being yeah, selfish. Yeah, he was being but selfish. Even even up to this point, no coach has said anything positive regarding this situation Why when would it comes they? to why wouldn't they? Because they want to continue to have a job. <laughs> if you're a coach on this staff and you speak against the organization. Narratives. Narratives. Yeah. Agendas. But all of that was being played and they were winning that race. They were running. They were, you see all the fans is against Lamar until he made the statement and he took all the power back. And then they snatched it right back by, oh, Lamar didn't travel with the team and they left it at that. They didn't say Oh, it ain't team policy. I mean, it's because they know that the common fan, right? It's not going to think that deep. Saying. Y'all gotta, y'all have to stop listening to everything national media says. Stop listening to every everything local media says. You got to do your own research. You gotta, you gotta pay attention to all of this stuff because it's going to get you in a situation where you're feeling the same thing that a lot of these other fans are feeling pertaining to Lamar. Oh, he quit on us. Let him walk. He won all of this money. We not gonna look, man. If they give him guaranteed money and set it up to where his cap hit ain't as heavy, they can make that happen. They can make it happen. Look what Cleveland did for Deshaun. They can make it happen. They it's gave just him that they don't want to. They gave him $230 million Due to the fact they knew he would be suspended, they made his cap hit this year $1 million. So it's ways around it. Okay, so someone else said he deserves the money. We just watched it last night. Give him a key receiver like the rest of the top QBs got. Go trade, go trade for DeAndre Hopkins because Arizona has him on the trading block. Go, go trade for Hopkins. Restructure his deal. Let let these other receivers walk. These receivers that you draft that don't fit the scheme. Um, I still believe Roman has to go, but again, you got. And I ain't even touch on J.K. Dobbins. Like that man said, put 
put the team on my back and y'all y'all only gave him 13 carries. Y'all rested him last week and only gave him 13 carries. He had no carries in the red zone. He had the one touchdown. That was a catch. He had four catches for 43 yards, but you gave him no rushing touches in the red zone. I don't I don't understand I don't understand the philosophy. I don't I don't get it. But yeah, trade trade for D Hop. Cause he's on the block. Go get him. This is what y'all like to do. Y'all like to go get them receivers when they're 29, 30 years old. Derek Mason, um, Anquan Bolden. It would definitely be that would be very Ravens like. Yeah, go get D Hop. That would be very Ravens. D Hop posted posted the photo of him, Lamar, and and uh and Derek Henry saying how many touchdowns would this trio get? We could I'm, at least we could at least get the duo. Yeah, it ain't getting dark. No, we don't want dark. We don't want dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh dark. man, eighteen nothing. This is setting up just high braiding. This is this is his kind of game, man. I don't know. Dallas, Dallas, they feel like they got it. Anybody else on the no. live that want to check in? I mean, y'all was saying y'all 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 wanted to check in and vent. Come on, check in and vent. All right. But um yeah, I think I'm done venting too, so Yeah. Ron, you wanna vent? You good? You alright, Ron? Anything you wanna say? We all is. I got nothing, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh man, that's low. Oh, oh that was low. Hey, um that was low. To be continued. We'll holler at y'all next week. This is Adjusting the Wheel Podcast. Peace. Peace. I should be the guy. I'm tired of holding that back. I'm tired of that. 12, it's the playoffs. I'm tired of holding that back. Let's go win the game. I'm tired of holding back on that. I'm tired of that. Did you, did you say that to anybody? Yeah, that? I did. I'm tired of I'm tired of I'm tired of it. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of it. Like I'm tired of it. Like, like I'm a playmaker. I'm a I'm a guy that my teammates feed off me when I'm on the field. I should be out there all the time.